February 2018. February 2nd, 2018. If loving and being loved kept people from ending their life, there would be very few suicides. Love has little to do with suicide. Emotional pain perceived by the sufferer as intolerable, irresolvable, and unending has everything to do with it. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag mental health awareness. February 6, 2018. This picture is for my mom, Wendy Logan. Grandma Wendy is holding Logan right after he came home from the hospital. Yes, today I made myself cry by going back through some of Logan's scrapbooks I had put together, not to be confused with his photo albums. How it started. I was actually just moving some things around, trading some things in certain cabinets in the living room to help my older female child have easier access to her school supplies. Interpretation to make my life easier by having a more convenient cabinet to throw her books, papers, etc., in after she leaves or goes to bed, and they still lay amongst the rest of my picked-up house. Upon moving the items, I realized these scrapbooks were staring me down. It was one o'clock and no one was home. I could cry without making a scene or feeling guilty causing others too. So I decided to do one of the things I've been dreading, only because I knew how much it would hurt. I went through some of these memories. I'm not going to lie. I couldn't handle it all but I know there will be more days for that. Yep, it was that mom you see in the movies that just wept at the very first pages I saw. Really? I'd like to be different, not do it the way they show, but I couldn't help myself as I pulled the pages out of the sleeves so that I could actually place my fingers on and touch the scribbles that Logan made. There were coloring book pages where he only colored with one color for the entire picture. And then there were hearts for Mother's Day that were mostly made by the teacher, but he managed to print out his name, and I could read it. Preschool, then kindergarten, then he started writing sentences, and I felt the need to touch the pencil marks. I guess for one second it made me feel like I could touch him. Yep, I was making a scene from a movie. Only no one got to watch. Okay, back to the part regarding my mom. I came across this sweet, sweet essay written when he was 10. I was overwhelmed to read these words that he described his most prized possession as my grandma's blanket that she made for me. The other day when I was looking at his photo albums, I actually posted on his wall for his friends to see just how much he was already talking about video games. And it was years before this was written. They were what he wanted for Christmas, what he loves to do, what he did when spending time with his friends, etc. So I fully expected this essay to claim his most prized possession as my video games. I know this essay might be hard to read, and you don't have to attempt it, although it's pretty good. But please know how much Logan loved his blanket. The one that was made with love from Grandma, and Savannah has a matching one too. What you don't know is that my mom very much wanted Logan's blanket to be displayed at his service, along with some of the other items we took. With the chaos and the brain fog, it got left behind and I felt very badly. Mom, I hope this makes up for it. Logan used this blanket his entire life. It covered him in his crib, and even at 23, he had it on his computer chair and would often be seen wrapped in it. It's currently by my pillow. 
It's one of those items I'm not sure I ever want to wash. February 14th, 2018. Happy Valentine's Day. A lot of you know I scrapbook, so be prepared to see lots of pictures and pages as I go through days of memories and holidays for the first time. It was hard to Valentine shop. I had to find a card for Glenn that would mean something. It sucks that reading his this morning had to be hard. That is, had to have the words Logan's death in it. We are closer than ever, but why did we have to be in this awful parent club together? I always have some gifts for the kids, and this was the first time I had to only think of three of them. My brain, as I stood there yesterday looking over the candies, I kept thinking, Logan was so good at helping hide the eggs. You know, I don't even want to buy jelly beans or whatever to put in them. I'll buy some candy, but the baskets will just have to be filled with their gift and candy, no plastic eggs. I'm not in the mood to stuff them and certainly don't want to hide them. Amaya is big enough and she will understand. I bought some pink bags because I still don't like going to the basement where the baskets are and Logan's room. And then it wasn't until today as I'm filling these bags that I realize it's not Easter. I don't need eggs. P.S. Two of these precious kids in this preschool picture are no longer with us. Next to Savannah is Keaton Allison, Jan. Today is a day about love. Let this picture remind you that no matter what is going on between you and your loved ones, love them. Love conquers all. Ask Jesus to help you love them. Life is so fragile and precious. You or them might not be here tomorrow. February 15th, 2018. Did gaming contribute to Logan's death? Such a complicated and loaded question. For as long as I can remember, Logan played. As a young child, he would compete with his brother and dad, something they really bonded over. As he got older, like his sophomore or junior year, is when it became a problem. He began withdrawing from family activities and spending countless hours in his room downstairs. My discussions of gaming addiction and limiting time on the computer were met with fierce denial. And his grades were good, so I couldn't argue that one over the years. I remember in high school presenting his rushed attitude with us, as I could see the nervous excitement in every minute I was able to drag out of him to remain upstairs. And then after academic probation, his fall semester at School of Mines, I thought for sure he would recognize the negative consequences of his continued obsession. But he instead attributed the behavior to the school not being a good fit. This was when we knew it had become a very serious issue, as he was a kid with serious money consciousness. However, Logan was also a kid of facts. He saw things very black and white, and he liked proof. So therefore, his main proclamations were there was none against gaming. At times, he would read upstairs to prove the hours he wasn't spending glared to the screen. Books were definitely a love of his, and it was part of his plea that gaming wasn't all that he did at home. And I agreed it was never forced. I wished I would have engaged him on those storylines. In the end, my opinion is depression was the fatal blow. But what I'll never know is which came first. Did he use gaming to escape like many experts suggest? Or did the gaming contribute significantly to the downward spiral? Genetics and mental health play a role together, and there's no doubt it runs along both sides of the family. Unfortunately for Logan, the World Health Organization, WHO, 
announced it would list gaming addiction as a recognized mental health condition in early January 2018, ahead of the publication of the 11th International Classification of Diseases Diagnostic Tool. One month too late for Logan. Could this statement alone have saved him? Would he have recognized the attributes he possessed that mimicked those in the reports leading up to these decisions? A major contributing study by researchers from Nottingham Trent University and the University of Oulu, Finland, and included over 130,000 gamers, found addiction to video games can contribute to depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem in players, affecting them both psychologically and physically. Excessive game playing caused physical ailments, including cardiovascular stress, wrist pain, issues with sleep, and the nervous system, among others. Is it ironic that when Logan complained about these symptoms, researched them vigorously on his computer, mostly the wrist pain and the headaches, and then deduced in his goodbye letters that they could never get better? Quote, I feel terrible all the time. My hands ache constantly. Everything hurts. My life situation may improve, but my health isn't likely to. I'm 23 and none of this should be happening. End quote. Concluding gamers were also at risk of mental side effects, ranging from depression, anxiety, and lack of concentration to a few others Logan didn't display, seems to lock him into a sure diagnosis. He verbalized his struggles with attentiveness in the classroom, but never having these issues in the past, I allocated it to his lack of motivation. If only I delved more into why there was a lack of drive. Putting all these pieces together at that time, I recognized there was a problem and that he was likely suffering from depression. But what I didn't know was the difference and seriousness of clinical depression. Logan wasn't sad and he wasn't lonely, like he and most believe go hand in hand with depression. Because of this, would he have disregarded the new published findings and continued to make excuses, not believing, as he stated in the end, that there wasn't anything was wrong with his head? Regardless of what came first, both seemed to contribute to the other. Was he especially susceptible, and how does one predict that? Does this mean everyone who is into gaming will exhibit these results? Of course not. You learn a lot about a person after they're gone. Our eyes have been opened a lot into the competitive gaming world and the amazing friends Logan had within there. We have spent much time with them, and they are close with their families. Most have degrees and great jobs, and some even wonderful marriages. They have shared amazing bonding stories, and it's obvious from some of their customs and Facebook threads how much they care about life. They appear to be healthy, happy people, and for them, this apparent hobby can be far greater than I imagined. We have been enlightened how Logan wasn't just playing. He most definitely excelled in this massive phenomenon. Tournaments are huge, much like sports, and nationwide, Logan was considered one of the best in the state. At one point, he was ranked second in all of North America in a game 70 million people play. And we didn't know any of this. Unfortunately, because of our rejection of his habits that had contributed to his separation of us, we didn't ask and he didn't tell. I knew he frequented tournaments, but had no idea they were to this grand caliber. I often wonder 
If we had engaged this interest more, would things have been different? Would we have seen his friends differently? Would we have been supportive of this practicing that contributed to so many ailments? Because let's face it, if you're going to be good at something, you have to work at it. That he was doing. But just when I feel I have talked myself into supporting his passion, I found one final gust that lures me back to the other side. As I dissected details as to why he descended to ultimate darkness on that night, seeking answers, I searched his computer. I found something that stung, haunted me, and continued my head debate into the controversy of gaming, at least certain games. In the early morning hours of the 14th, Logan played a game for the first time that I can't dismiss as anything but pure evil. Doki Doki Literature Club is a visual novel gameplay designed to lure players into a sense of comfort before destabilizing their expectations. Its psychological horror genre containing suicide, self-harm, mentions of depression, and graphic images of death. The more I read about it, the more disturbed I became, and I will forever wonder what drew him to explore it. Obviously not for the weak-hearted. For Logan, it was the perfect storm. So regardless of the final and actual answer to my question, there is no doubt the community of gamers is strong and close. In an ironic twist to our years of perception, one of my greatest treasures from his death is in how they have honored him and embraced us. A smash charity tournament was held, and those gathered made contributions given to us in a card at Logan's service. What a genuine gesture from many that had never met us and were mostly starving students. And all over YouTube and Facebook, the group honored Logan through videos, cover photos, and dialogue. I truly love these kids. I'm just not sure. I love gaming. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag mental health awareness. Hashtag miss him so much. February 17th, 2018. Would love to share an amazing thing that has happened in the last weeks. I already talked about how absolutely grateful we were to have so many of Logan's friends come to his service. But what is so meaningful to me is how they continue to want to be a part of our lives. When I texted two of his closest friends within a couple hours of Logan taking his life, I told them we would love for them to come by. I honestly did not expect them to. I have known them and heard their names many times over the years, but they rarely came here. I wondered if it would be awkward for them, and being very young men, would they want to avoid the pain, the conversation, the questions? They both showed up within a few hours separately. We hugged, we cried, they both talked about how they had no idea. Jared had just spent Wednesday night with Logan and couldn't recall anything unusual. Shocked is how they continued to describe their feelings. Others showed up, even two from out of town. I love that they chose to be a part of our first days. They continued to communicate with us, and we saw them and other friends throughout the first week. As a mom, you can be happy about a goodbye service that was amazing, but it was certainly a fear of mine that everyone would quickly move on and lose touch. I know I've already said this, but I feel even more strongly now. Logan had amazing friends. They continue to message me, check in on me, 
send me memories when they think of them. And this week, most people know that I don't like to cook. So how awesome was it that Andrea Melodis came over and was our personal chef? She also brought Athanasios Melodis, Jared Severn, and Alex Feiler, and they filled our evening with joy. I loved how comfortable they were at talking about Logan. How he was such an old lady driver, never ever going over the speed limit. Not even by one. Even joking, they didn't know a certain street was 25 until they rode with Logan. They showed me a video where the leader in the state at a certain game they all play, Smash, was critiquing a top player. It happened this guy was challenging Logan, and the analysis turned into a constant verbiage of how amazing Logan was as a player. They shared how they each met him. They looked at his photo albums, and we laughed at old pictures, and even found some of Jared and Mitchie and others I had forgotten I had. And of course, I got to share some of my updated thoughts and things they didn't know. I did the mom lecture on how they need to be talking and taking care of themselves, how I've read so much about them being at risk. This has and will affect and shape their lives forever. We even all agreed on what Logan's facial expression would be if he walked in and saw us all sitting around our dining room table. In the past, it's been a little weird to me when people ask me, do you feel him with you? The answer so far has always been no. But I can honestly say that during that evening, I felt like he was with us. And Jared has so many mannerisms and similar personality traits and even shares common wording as Logan that I found myself so drawn to him. When I told him that, he said, well, when someone is your best friend for as many years as he was, I suppose you become a lot like them. A reminder that you are usually like the five people you hang around the most. So thankful he had amazing people in his life. So thankful I have amazing people in my life that make me so much better than I already am. So excited and grateful I get to spend a long weekend with some of my most favorite people in the world. I'm sure we will laugh. I'm sure we will cry. I hope that you have some of those people in your lives. Throughout the evening, we again laughed together. We again cried together. The night ended in a group cry hug, which will remain as one of my top Logan memories now. We made a promise to keep in touch. I hope to one day hold their babies in my arms and be able to come close to feeling like the grandma I won't get to be for Logan's kids. Hashtag finding joy. Hashtag miss him so much. February 26, 2018. I so vividly remember taking this picture. I was walking the dog like I did every day, and this was my view as I approached the house. On this day, I knew Logan would be leaving for college in a few hours, and I wanted one last picture of his car to remember what it was like when it was parked in the driveway. Bittersweet, I thought at the time. If I only knew it would become memories only marked by a horrific scene playing over and over in my mind. Hashtag miss him so much. February 27, 2018. Yesterday was a sergeant from the Marine Corps calling. I never answered the home phone, but was expecting a call that might have had that number. Instead, he asked for Logan. I had to ask who was calling, thinking it might be a friend that didn't know. Poor guy. Although he was very polite and gave his condolences, 
I could tell he had probably never received this type of answer. Stumbling through his words, including ending the conversation with, I'll talk to you later. When people say it comes in waves and the littlest things will trigger free-flowing tears, they were spot on. I was having a halfway decent day, despite attending a funeral in the morning, and never expected that call to affect me the way it did. Today it was a freaking receipt. Logan loved Bertie Bott's jelly beans, a Harry Potter thing, loving to trick people with vomit, earthworm, and even soap flavors. I can picture him laughing so hard when he was able to trick the unknowing friend or relative. This afternoon, I was rearranging some household items and found this receipt in a hiking book I had purchased in 2003. We had enjoyed hiking on our recent family trip to Hawaii so much, we were wanting to explore more of Colorado together. Logan surely was with me. He would have been eight. I wouldn't have bought these jelly beans for anyone else. I'm not sure why I would have kept this as I used to file receipts and then toss them after a bit. Not sure if I'm happy to have the receipt. Right now? No. But perhaps sometime later, it will bring me a smile. February 28, 2018. How is it that something that consumes my days, my life, is something I only allow myself to actually think about deep enough or perhaps clear enough to where I can actually have a tinge of belief that it happened a couple times a day.